0: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at SuperiorPlumbingjacks.com. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. To, to be honest with you, I think we're all trying to learn and, and as we go. And this is a new normal for us. And, and uh, we're just trying to take in as much information and make as good of educated decisions that we can make. And, and obviously putting our uh, every employee and our players' health as paramount and making sure that this is a safe environment and uh, making sure that our building is as pristine and, and as clean as possible for these guys to come and work and where they're not at any uh, additional risk.
1: That's Dave Caldwell on the Brian Kilmeade Show 104.5 WOKV earlier today and uh, saying all the right things about the protocols that are in place and they're going to give this thing a go. Signed off on by the NFL, of course, and uh, looks like they're on their way. I have one question for Dave Caldwell. Sixth round conditional pick for Adam Shaheen out of Ashland University. Why not? What, what are Why we talking not? about here? What are we talking about? Sixth round pick? pocket change, Brent.
2: Take a chance on the guy. What do you got to lose? It's crazy. Crazy. Wouldn't you have given
1: up one of those 12 picks this year for that? In a heartbeat. No. Was... Now they got Tyler Davis. Sure. Out of Georgia Tech. Yep. Uh, in the later rounds. I think it might have been in the sixth round, actually. Uh, so, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm not saying Adam Sheet. I have a, a bias. It's from my alma mater and not yeah. too many are. Yeah. Uh, but I have a bias, too. He's a second-round pick. Second round pick who, it's a, you know, things haven't gone right in Chicago. He obviously hasn't played great. But in in a situation where the Jags could use some tight end help and depth and almost like the more you have, take a flyer on, you can't count on even Eifert, your big acquisition. I mean, is he going to stay healthy? O'Shaughnessy hasn't been able to stay healthy. Oliver didn't stay healthy in year one. It's almost like you can't have too many. Now, Chicago had like seriously 10 of them Mm -hmm. at one time. But. I was like, man, of course, again, I I come at you here with definitely some bias. I wanted the – that would have been the second Ashland University guy yeah. to play in Jacksonville, Jairus Pendleton, yep. uh, who we see over at the senior That's Board, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was now working with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Was drafted in the seventh round, mm-hmm. uh, and that didn't really work out either, although he did play a few years in the league, uh, played with the Colts for a couple more years after the Jags. Yeah.
2: Well, so – and listen, we we're talking about this during the one of the breaks too, as well. When you talk about you know the, the bear situation right now and their GM and Ryan Pace, and you look at his laundry list of, of players that he kind of missed on, whether it's Kevin White from West Virginia, who I don't think he's I don't think he's even in the league anymore. I, I really have no idea, whether it's uh, Leonard Floyd, Mitch Trubisky, um, now Shaheenio you know, in the second round. Like Ryan Pace, man, has got to be skinny on thin ice. And, and keep in mind, first transaction ever. Was cutting me, so went downhill. Was that his from there. first one? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Was it yeah. really? Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well, listen, it's not like hey, look what the Jags have done in Chicago's not. That's not what we're coming from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Caldwell and the front office here has its critics and and has a, a resume that deserves some critics. Uh, but what they've done in Chicago is is really questionable, and I think a lot of people want to pace out, and he will be out after this year. I think it will be a clean house situation if it doesn't go right. Mm -hmm. They added Foles to the fray, but you're right. I mean, he's made a lot of bad decisions, Um, and that draft is a a great example one, as you were saying. So speaking of decisions, Mm -hmm. the team that everybody loves to hate here in Jacksonville would be I give you three options. I I can name it one option.
2: Well, I Tennessee Titans. You love to hate them, yes. but in terms of another team, you have to go. You have to look to Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Where's Jalen Ramsey at? Good Jalen. I got you, man. Yeah, We're on baby. the same
1: page. We're a team. Come on. So I'm thinking of this mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, they have obviously gone all in they gave away all that draft capital. Absolutely. Uh they traded more draft capital uh you know during that whole stretch anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got some really good players but they also gave a huge contract to Jared Goff. Huge. And and again, I mean, it's one of those things about the NFL. Sometimes you have to do it. He brings you to the Super Bowl, but you also have to make tough decisions. They gave him a ton of money so they're married to it and I'm not sure they're going to get the play. They gave him the dollars for
2: you don't feel as good as paying Aaron Donald all that money because obviously with Aaron Donald you know what you're getting
1: there. Absolutely. Jared Goff, it's like uh, you know Donald they had to do without a doubt. Yeah, and they've got some players now. I mean, I like the draft with Cam Akers. I like mm-hmm. uh, what uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, Cooper Cup's a good player. Robert Woods has had some success there, mm-hmm. uh, so very good. And and then they have players. I mean, Jalen's obviously a very good player, and so is yeah. Aaron Donald. And and they've got some players. But if you now look at where Seattle's going, Mm -hmm. where San Francisco is and went last year, where the Rams were a few years ago, and even to a degree where Arizona, at least a lot of people think, and you know I'm not on a train as much as other people are. (laughs) Where Arizona hopes to be. Yeah, Yeah. I mean a lot of people are high on Arizona. Mm -hmm. Oof, Mm -hmm. the Rams now are in a delicate spot. Mm-hmm. because if some of these move if this doesn't start to work in a hurry mm-hmm. well some of the things they did to mortgage part of the future and some of the big contracts really the Jared Goff one and they're going to give ramsey a huge one they have to after all the capital they gave yeah that could blow up in a hurry because you could you're not going to be terrible most likely you have too many decent players yeah. but you could in that division and in that side of the league in the NFC be stuck in mediocrity for a bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is an extremely... First of all, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're obviously rooting against the Rams because the worse they do, the better draft pick you get. One more year year on Ramsey. You got one more year of that, so obviously, you're cheering for the Rams to lose as many games as possible. To me, it's interesting because you mentioned, obviously, I think even the key cog and everything, that's Jared Goff, right? Where Jared Goff in my opinion, is the ultimate system guy. Now, don't get it wrong. That year they went to the Super Bowl, it was a fantastic system. Okay, That system got him paid a, a pretty hefty uh, paycheck. So props him for doing that. But the problem if you're just a system guy is once that system gets figured out and you play within the confines of that system and you don't necessarily have the skills to play outside of them and be a quarterback, well, now you're in trouble. And that's where I think the Rams are right now in terms of how they're going to do this year. Keep in mind, they've lost Brandon Cooks. This isn't going to be the Rams from a couple years ago. I think you're going to see a little more reserved, a little more, you know, run the ball here, pass your tight ends here. Like, I I think honestly, the high powered Rams offense, it's of yesteryear. And it's crazy that we're saying that, Brent, only after two seasons. Mm. But to me right now, it's what is the identity of the Los Angeles Rams? Okay, because I get it. You brought Jalen Ramsey in to try to beef up that defense a little bit. And yes, you have probably the best defensive tackle, if not the best defensive player in all football, in Aaron Donald. So I like that. But you think you lost Clay Matthews, you lost Dante Fowler, you've lost a lot of pieces off that defense, right? And you look at the offense, you lost a big guy in Brandon Cooks when he's healthy, obviously a pretty viable weapon. And now you have guys like Cooper Cup, who is good, Josh Reynolds, still there. But to me, you don't really have the identity. The, the, the identity is what Sean McVay can bring to the table. It's not anything that those those teammates can bring. It's Sean McVay. And if we've been proven in the past, it's that teams are getting hip to Sean McVay. So to me, this is an important year for the Rams from Sean McVay's perspective.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I just think I think it's more from the GM perspective. They're not going to give mm-hmm. up on McVay. And I think you oh, go to no. the GM yeah. perspective and be like, man, they took some chances here. They tried to roll the dice and it looks like it could backfire. I mean, you know, you mentioned obviously Jalen and, and Donald are two of the best in the league at their positions but the rest of the secondary, does it do anything for you? I mean, Josh Johnson the third, Taylor Rapp, and Troy Hill? No. Should I know those guys are way better than their names read? No, I think we're on the Is, same are boat Are there here. some diamonds in the rough back there that I, I'm not like?
2: I think we're on the same boat here, Brett. So, Jalen. Well, and then you have, and then let's look at your pass rushers real quick. You go away from Fowler. You go away from Clay Matthews. Now, keep in mind, like, they both had great seasons last year but
1: is it the Aaron Donald effect, right? True, and and Matthews, I mean, how old is Matthews now? I mean, that was probably, you were lucky to get that year oh, out of him, is my point. I, I don't, there are a lot of people that would have moved on from Matthews sure. probably going into this stage of his
2: career. Yeah, and once again, it could be the Aaron Donald effect. And Dante's risky. Have, he's risky, but then you place those guys essentially with Leonard Floyd from Chicago, who I just talked about, who obviously the Bears let go, mm-hmm. who's been kind of a bust for them, and then you have a guy like Terrell Lewis, who was a rookie. So... You know, obviously, the, the, it's going to rely more on their offense. Again, I at least think. Look, I understand. You have maybe one of the best corners in the game and the best defensive lineman in the game. So you can say, well, look at us, man. We're ready to roll. But to me, two guys on defense just isn't enough. You know, you, you need to have the, the the whole camaraderie. And right now, I don't see it on their defense.
1: Yeah, I it was interesting. I just was thinking about them, and I was thinking about them more in the context of Seattle. Like Seattle goes and gets Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Seattle obviously has Russell Wilson, one of the preeminent quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have a roster. I don't know if I'm sold on Jimmy G, but their roster, their coach, they're in line, they're in sync right now. And and to the, you know, I I think to their defense, or or at least this needs to be pointed out. San Francisco is much in line like the Rams looked like they were in line when they went to the Super Bowl. Things can change in a hurry. True. So I don't want to give the San Francisco 49ers too much credit. You can fall from the graces very quickly in the NFL, which is, I think, what kind of the Rams are doing. And, again, I'm not going to leave Arizona out of it. I don't think Arizona is that much of a threat to the Rams. But if you look at what Seattle's doing... Uh, and and just the way they've done it versus kind of the way the Rams have tried to build their thing and what they've spent money on and the draft capital, it just seems like they've pushed so many chips in. And I look at their roster, and then I look at what else the division's do, and I'm like, well, they're like the third team in the division. Like, if you do all that over the last couple of years, I shouldn't say you're like the third team in the division. See, and this
2: is the thing, Brent. We talk about Jamal Adams. Obviously, Jamal Adams is probably the best safety in football. And even with Jamal Adams right now, if he didn't go to Seattle, we'd be talking about, what do you think? Seattle? Probably going to the playoffs, right? They're probably going to make a run in the playoffs a little bit because they have the roster to do so. They're, a, well, they're maybe a couple pieces away from going to the Super Bowl. Jamal Adams could very well be that piece. Last year, when the Rams got Jalen Ramsey, where were the Rams at? No one was talking about the Rams last year. Well, they're this close to going to even the playoffs. No, 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 no. But you still spent two first-round picks on Jalen Ramsey because you thought – Jalen Ramsey was going to be the guy that puts you over the top. Now, maybe, yeah, their defense got a little better and everything, but to me, you're blinded by the fact that if you thought Jalen Ramsey was going to come in and turn your entire team around and turn the entire culture around and take you to the playoffs and take you on a playoff run, absolutely not. So to me, you got that last cog in Jalen Ramsey, but the machine's not even close to being built yet.
1: No, and not only that, when they finish – obviously 12th in the league or whatever because the Jags ended up with that 20th pick, Yeah, they had a better roster last year. Yeah. It, it, yeah. On, paper, on paper, in my opinion. On paper.
2: No, remember uh, on defense especially. Yeah, and Todd Gurley had
1: his injuries, things like that. Yeah. But
2: yeah, but on paper for sure.
1: Here's coo- two interesting notes about the Rams as we're kind of like, what are we in L.A. here? But I just think <laughs> they're an the interesting... Six,
2: well, yeah. I think it's oh. an
1: interesting story. One, because everyone around here wants to see the Rams do terrible sure. because of the Ramsey trade. But also, I just think that the Seattle move Puts it in perspective a little bit more. I just got to think. I was like, where are the Rams at? You talk about throwing your chips in, man. You got to be really careful and you better be right. Chicago's a little bit like that, too. Yeah, you know, as we talk Chicago, some of the moves they've made are are, are mysterious. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, Trubisky, everything they did to do that to move up one spot, <laughs> you know, now you bring Foles into the fold. Yeah, the move, the decisions for Kevin White, the decision for Leonard Floyd. Yeah, uh, even in a second round for you haven't hit on the second rounder Adam Shaheen and yeah. those kind of picks. What also brings? Are key- you going to pay Allen Robinson?
2: True. But keep in mind, though, the, the whole Cleo Mack thing, right? We're talking about two first rounders getting drafted, uh, getting given up to get Cleo Mack. Remember when Cleo Mack first came in the Chicago Bears? He turned that whole team around. And now we're talking about a playoff team. So at that moment, and I'm saying that we are a far cry away from that Bears team when they first went after Cleo Mack and they're a playoff contender. Now they're, you know, maybe the bottom of the barrel. We'll see. But I'm saying even back then, there was a feeling that, you know, the Chicago Bears. They're maybe one or two players away from make, doing something special, and what do they do? They go out to Khalil Mack, they bring him in, and the rest is history that season. Same thing with the Rams, though. The Rams, to me, weren't going to the playoffs last year regardless. Like, they were on the fringe of it, but they weren't, you know I mean? You could have gone either way, and you spent so much on Jalen Ramsey for what?
1: You're- I mean— Here's a, here's a, here's gonna be a great study then, okay? Yeah. Because now that you're talking, this comes to mind. If we look at the last couple of seasons, and I know there are more examples of this, but it well, might not be that many more examples. Let's look at the last few seasons and the blockbuster trades. Yeah. Khalil Mack got all that in return. Sure. Chicago sent it away. Well, yeah. look at Chicago right now. Where are they? Good point. They're kind of in a messy situation. Yeah. The Rams go get Jalen Ramsey. They give all this away. And again, it's not the only move. Sure. but... Where are they? They're kind of in an odd situation. They look a little messy, and you wonder which way they're going on the yo-yo. Sure. Keep an eye on two other teams. Houston gave a ton away to get Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. They paid him a bunch of money. Let's see if it works for him. And now they've done a lot of other moves on top of that. Oh, yeah. Clowney gone. Hopkins gone. Mm -hmm. So – there's obviously been other moves that will factor into it. But where are the Texans? I predict, actually, when we did our AFC South, I think they're going to be a mess this year. Yeah, I really do. And I think this will be it for Bill O'Brien. That's just yeah. a prediction. We'll see if it comes true. Now keep an eye on Seattle. Now they might be bulletproof from this because they have Russell Wilson. But I gave you a couple of guys that uh, Chicago believed in Trubisky. Uh, The Rams believed in golf, Mm -hmm. and obviously Houston believes in in Watson, Mm -hmm. and they might be better equipped than those two other teams. That certainly looks so. Can Wilson save all that, or will one of these kind of moves where they give up that kind of draft capital put Seattle a year from now or two years from now in a similar situation as the Rams, the Bears, and possibly even the Texans? So here's where we're sitting right now. Khalil
2: Mack is still one hell of a football player, okay, and and, and I would take him on my team – Seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Like, I think he's still that great. And obviously, you saw that when he first went to Chicago. Now, it's not his fault that Leonard Floyd didn't live up to the hype and he was getting double teamed and sometimes triple teamed if you watch that Packer game Monday night. It's not his fault that Ryan Pace chose to go after Mitchell Trubisky instead of getting a guy like Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, okay? So to me, like, yeah, Khalil Mack is still playing at a very, very high level. Now, yeah, he his sack numbers were down a little bit, but just turn on the film. The, the, the guy is still as dominant as they come. Jalen Ramsey is still a dominant corner. Regardless of how you feel about him personally, he's still one of the best corners in the league. Now, I'm not sure how the Rams are going to do. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to say, you know what, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to have another Pro Bowl year this up-and-coming season. My point that I'm trying to make right now is we don't know about Jared Goff. We got a great feeling about Mitch Trubisky saying he's probably not going to be the guy. We'll see with Nick Foles. But at least with Jamal Adams, here's what I do know. You have Russell Wilson, okay? And he's coming into the prime of his career right now. And I think going forward, they're asking Russell Wilson to do a lot more. It's not just a running game anymore. Now it's starting to be a pass-oriented team. Yeah, DK, Metcalf, all the weapons as well. So in my opinion, you're going to have that to fall back on. Now your defense, yeah, you're missing some key pieces. It's not necessarily the Legion of Boom in terms of your defensive line and everything. But to me, you have the pieces to be successful, and this is the major point. You can go ahead and bring these big-time you know, big free agents in, these all-pro-type caliber players, but you have to have the team to cultivate it around them. And I think the Seahawks, more than the Bears, obviously, more than the Texans, obviously, and more than the Rams right now, obviously, have that to cultivate Jamal
1: Adams. Hmm. It'll be, yeah, and I, I would tend to agree with that. I just want to see yeah. where it ends up. Sure. Talking about these blockbuster giving up a lot of draft capital. Where does it land you a year or two down the road? Mm -hmm. It looks like for Chicago and the Rams, it's not in a great place, or at least a good enough place to validate what you did. Uh, We'll see about Houston and Seattle. One other note about the Rams, which I think is a little bit interesting, Ja'Kai Polite, uh, former Gator, uh, rookie guy for the Rams. Could be good. It could be a nice find where they got him Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle rounds, I believe it was in the draft. Also, one of my favorite stories from around here. From Wall Street back to the NFL, Johnny Wolford from Bishop Kenny High School. Yeah. Remember, now him and Blake were the backups last year. Well, mm-hmm. Blake was on a one-year deal. Bortles still isn't signed by anybody. And Wolford has beaten him out yeah. and said, we're keeping you, Johnny. Yeah. So Johnny has established himself as a backup quarterback with McVay for the Rams and, re- and backing up a guy that some people are lukewarm on, even mm-hmm. though they've given him a ton of money. So uh great to see the story of John Wolford undersized from a height p- uh, perspective, but uh gets the job done everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. Uh Josh Love and Bryce Perkins also uh on the in the quarterback room for the Rams. What is interesting is they got Cam Akers, they also have the Daryl Henderson Junior kid in the running back room, mm-hmm. and I think Akers is gonna be good.
2: I think uh, I think they I, got a steal there. I think by week six or seven, he's probably gonna be the starter. Honestly, Cam Akers. Well, yeah. He, I mean, starter. I he mean, might start. i start. Yeah. Malcolm well, Brown, yeah, John Malcolm Kelly, Daryl
1: Henderson Jr. That's what these guys, they've got. Yeah. I mean, I, Malcolm Brown's a veteran.
2: Yeah. I think they'd probably start him at, you know, starter. But obviously, I mean, with, with Cam Akers, you can't deny the explosiveness. I think the versatility in that
1: Sean McVay offense. And Henderson's kind of an interesting back mm-hmm. uh a little bit project gamble we'll see where it fits if it works out um for them so uh that's the la rams did not anticipate that we won't go 20 <laughs> minutes on every team in the nfl but Break, uh, we're breaking down the <laughs> nfc west this week yeah <laughs> yes. let's get it all that Kyler murray talk <laughs> has got me living in the west at kingsbury's fi- outside <laughs> fireplace for sure man living it up i tell you what they are one of, that isn't it's not only maybe the best division in football yeah. It's really the most intriguing from a personality-driven standpoint on the coaches. Pete Carroll has always been Yeah. one of the great personalities in the game. Mhm. Uh, at, at 69 years old, he looks like he's 45 and For he's sure. running all over the sideline. Yeah, chewing that gum, smacking it. Kingsbury's supposed to be the next great thing. Yeah. Outside fireplace, fantastic uh, house. You know, the Bachelor of Bachelors Bustle probably fitness magazine cover probably NFL. coming out pretty
2: soon for the summer.
1: I don't just think wait. he's married. Is he married? I, uh, hey, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> you, you see that house? <laughs> doubt it. Doubt <laughs> it. Doubt it. And then McVeigh. Yeah. Just a year ago, a year and a half ago, was billed as the next genius of the NFL. Yeah. Oh, and Hottest by thing. the way, maybe the next genius of the NFL resides in San Francisco in that division yeah. with Kyle Shanahan. While McVay got a ton of offensive credit, mm-hmm. Shanahan might be a better mind for sure. Oh, without a doubt, it's it's uh, it's
2: quite the it's quite the scene right now. It's an you incredible know, division. It, it, it's an incredible division, and here's the crazy things. Because like I get it, man, and you know how I feel about Kyle and I think he's going to have a great year. I think the Cardinals are going to be great. But listen. It's not out of the realm of possibility to think, can the Arizona Cardinals beat any of these guys in the division? I mean, like the Seahawks have to be one of the favorites to go to the playoffs, win the division. Obviously, what the 49ers can do. Rams, yeah, we'll kind of see what they got to bring to the table. But like, keep in mind, the Cardinals wasn't a good season last year. Now, yeah, they added a lot of pieces and things like that. But are we getting a little too, I guess, over-optimistic right now in a very tough division, a la what we did last year with the Cleveland Browns in that AFC North?
1: Yeah. Careful who you say we, because Sorry. one guy is not.
2: Sorry. Well, okay, you're right. You, you you weren't buying in the Browns last year. Oh no, I remember I'm that. Buying into the Cardinals. Uh, I, got, I got you too.
1: I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think even last year though, you said the Browns. You weren't. No, you're right. Believing. I wasn't as high. I now that. this year I'm more. I think they had to. I I think they are such the equivalent. Of the Jags, 16 to 17. Okay. People started to buy the Jags a bit in 16. Mm-hmm. A little bit. If you you got to really go back and remember. But I think they started to be like, hey, look out, look out, look out. Maybe not to the degree they did with Cleveland because Cleveland had Odell Beckham and those kind of names. Yeah. Instead, the Jags had some young talent that was surfacing and bubbling. Well, they were miserable. They failed. It wasn't good. Gus Bradley fired all the rest. The Browns. I don't know if miserable is a word, but they certainly didn't live up to the hype and all the Monday nights and Thursday nights and everything else oh, they were gross. on. Yeah. The next year, the Jags added a piece or two, mm-hmm. and that's when they did their thing in 17. Yep. I feel like Cleveland could be that this year. Okay. People say it arrives, and you got to wait an extra year for it to arrive. And in much part, I believe the Browns and the Jags are alike in this sense. They have experienced losing so much that it's hard to anticipate them winning when everybody wants them to win or says they're good enough to win. Mm-hmm. And that was kind that's why I think they were comparable. 16,17 jags, 19 1920 Browns. Don't be surprised if the Browns really do pour it on this year. Yeah. and it said, okay, now we're all we don't want to do that again, what we did We failed miserably. Mm-hmm. We're better than that. We got Garrett. We got Mayfield's had a huge year for him. Mm-hmm. We got Beckham. We got all we got and uh, – they're trying to get rid of Njoku, but they got the Hooper. Hooper, also right? Hooper. They go make that kind of move. Yep. Does it put him over the top, much like the the Boyer and Calais kind of moves sure. of 17 well, for the Jacks?
2: And they have one of the best running back tandems in the entire NFL. You got Nick Chubb, toting the Rock. I think he led the league in rushing last year, if not top three. And then you have yes. Kareem Hunt, too, out of the backfield. So, yeah, I mean – as far as it looks on paper, it looks fantastic. I guess the question remains, can, can Baker Mayfield pull that Blake Bortles year? You know, can he kind of play above his capabilities? Cause let's be honest, Baker Mayfield the past couple of seasons, but well, we've seen glimpses, but we haven't seen that first overall pick, right? So, to me, it falls on him.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely, yeah. Uh, see it absolutely does. He had, I said earlier, the seventy-eight rating um, yeah. last year, which was just not good. Yeah, uh, th- that was bad. Uh, hey, want to remind you about the Action Sports Jacks Dream eighteen? We got the golf tournament coming up in about six weeks. It's going to be a limited field, so uh, make sure you jump in. You go to Action Sports Jacks Dream eighteen dot com. That's it. Action Sports Jacks Dream dot com. Love to have you out there. Uh, we have got the tea gifts all lined up, ready to roll. Kind of going to do a beach theme to it this year, uh, so. We're gonna have fun with it, but I want to remind folks it's at the golf club at Southampton, and the field could be limited. We're not just sure yet how many people we can have, uh, but it won't be as many as normal. So get on action sports, stream dot com, sign up, be a part of it. Whether it's uh uh, with a sign, a T sign, uh, for a hundred bucks, or your foursome for four hundred bucks, and uh, very reasonable at the golf club at Southampton, and help out Saint Michael Soldiers in their tenth year in the North Florida Junior Golf Foundation. We've now raised over one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars in the life of the Action Sports Jack Stream eighteen, and, and we're gonna do it again. Thanks to our great sponsors, uh, Cadillac. Uh, the law offices of Ron Scholes, Best Bet on board again. We appreciate all of them. That'll be September fourteenth in the morning, golf club at Southampton, and make sure you uh, go to Action Sports Stream eighteen dot com to register. We'll put a bow on the show, give you an update on what's going on not only with the Jags but also with Major League Baseball. Do you want everything. to go over some bold training camp predictions? Bold training camp predictions. In the I bold like City. It. Let's get it, man. We'll do that as well next on ESPN six nine. Are you asking players to stay in the same hotel during the week, or are you giving them total freedom?
0: They have the option to stay at a hotel, and, and we have rooms for the guys and, and most of the rookies that don't have places to stay are staying in a hotel, and and uh, the hotel is uh, up to testing standards for the people that work there, too. And then the veterans can stay at home. So uh, we're just putting our faith into the players and, and hoping that they uh, are socially responsible. There are some new stipulations uh, with this and that the league has asked uh, with coordination with the NFL LPA for the players to not be in crowded spaces, not to go to indoor parties with more than fifteen people, not to go to sporting events, not you know, so not to go to bars and, and nightclubs and stuff like that. So there are some things that are um, agreed upon with the players that they have to scale back.
1: That is Jaguars GM Dave Caldwell earlier today on one hundred four point five WOKV uh, Brian Kilmeade show, and that's the thing we talked about yesterday. It's like you're you're rolling the dice with your team. How much do you trust your team? You have no choice. You have to trust your team. How bought in is your team? And do the Jags benefit from having a young football team? Is that good or bad? It can go two different ways. Yep. We'll see. Uh, nobody knows that answer. Not even Dave Caldwell. Not even Doug Marone. They don't know. We'll see how it plays out uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, quick thanks to uh, Cindy yesterday. Dropped off uh, some more uh, water from CGC Water official water of action sports jacks on ESPN 690 go check out our friends at cgc water uh, and in Connecticut cgcwater.com you a little upset over there on these training mm-hmm. camp predictions
2: don't want to sound like a hater right now but i am a little uh i'm a little testy i'm i'm, I'm a little taken back right now at some of my peers, some of my colleagues of what their some of their bold predictions are
1: Every time you read one and then you went, oh, you got one was, in particular. There was the coup de
2: grace of bowl predictions that I didn't even see to start things off with. So a little uh, background real quick. So ESPN, they released their their bowl predictions for each um, NFL team. Right. So a beat writer from each team displayed their quote-unquote bold predictions for the other sub and coming season keep in mind brent this is the bold city right this means something around here the term bold i take very personally i want my socks to be knocked off the rnc was supposed to come down here they said see those numbers in jackson right now the hot spot a little too bold for my liking we can't handle the boldness and we're out of here we're not setting up shop anymore way too bold for our liking only so, tim mcgraw can handle that kind tim of bold. McG- <laughs> Only Tim McGraw can handle, yes sir. So imagine my surprise, Brent, when I'm going through these bowl predictions, and we'll get to the Jaguars one in a second here. The Cleveland Browns, and you, you know, you get that feeling where you just can't shake a guy, Brent. You know, like there's just something that you just can't <laughs> shake. Whether yeah. you know, whether it's Kyle like Murray, yeah, Kyle Murray for you exactly. <laughs> well, obviously, my Achilles heel, my sworn enemy, since we did shock your mock all those months back, has been a guy by the name of Grant Delpit. Yeah. Check out the Cleveland Browns. Jersey. I'm I'm all set. Thanks. Check out the Cleveland Browns' bold prediction from a guy by the name of Jake Trotter. I'm going to send him some hate mail in a second here. (laughs) Rookie safety Grant Delpit will win a starting job. That is the Cleveland Browns' bold
1: prediction. And that, by the way, might be one of the boldest predictions of them
2: all. Yeah. I mean, listen, in terms of bold predictions, he went on a limb. Good for him. Some of these, Brent, are just, I mean, for instance here. Let's go, to, let's go to Washington. Oh, Dwayne Haskins will be the starter this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he a first-round pick last year? He probably should be, right? Let's go to New England. Check out this bold prediction coming from uh, Mike Reese. Of Tom Brady won't play. New England Patriots. Cam Newton wins the starting quarterback job. Ooh. That's the bold prediction. Putting your reputation on the line, Mark Rice. Oh, my man. Uh, what are some other good ones we have? Um, I don't know who... Logan Wilson will be the starting linebacker in Cincinnati. Is that bold? I don't know. We'll take a word for it. The Pittsburgh Steelers will carry five running backs this year on their 53-man roster. That'd be unusual. Check out this one. AFC South, Houston Texans. They will sign Deshaun Watson to a contract extension before the start of the regular season. I like that. Your thoughts?
1: You think so? Uh... I mean, it's a bold prediction. Answer, it's a bold though. prediction. I don't know if I would agree with it. I, yeah. was, uh, I think it's a bold prediction. Yeah. Check this one out from the
2: Colts: rookie Jonathan Taylor will end training camp in a dead heat for the starting running back job over Marlon Mack.
1: I like the bold prediction. I could see it happening.
2: Yep. Uh, and then Tennessee Titans receiver Corey Davis will emerge in training camp. Wow. Man. You didn't mind that one? Well, I mean, that's bold. that's as bold as they come. Okay. That, because those he, are hot he, spot numbered boldness right there. What about
1: the Jags? What well, did Rocco
2: say? Well, let's go my boy Drock man, and listen. In terms of boldness, we'll get to that in a second. But wide receiver D.D. Westbrook emerges as a number two behind D.J. Chark. And here's the explanation. The Jaguars have been waiting on Westbrook to break through and hope he would come last year. But a soldier injury lingered throughout the season. He played through it, but his numbers dropped slightly from 2018. He's healthy again and entering the final year of his rookie contract, which is always a motivator. And he'll surpass Chris Conley for the number two spot.
1: Do you want to go first or should I? Yeah, I'm not too sure that I'm not crazy on the bold part of it. Though yeah. Conley being back and he had the big year last year or, or bigger year than than D'Dee Westbrook. Man, I, I kind of hope D does that in a contract year and with Gruden being able to move him around. Yeah. I I would think yeah, I would say from bold standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. Yeah. See, uh but We'll see, and it hasn't. He's—I I know what Mike's doing here. He's basically putting a little faith in 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 Dee to have a, a as, big as it year. seems like we
2: all have the past two or three years now.
1: Yeah, yeah. but see, here's well, where some I'm, people have given up on him. Yeah,
2: well, but here's where I'm coming from, right? So, not, so I don't want to say it's a bull prediction. I say it's more of a plain prediction. And here's my point. I want you to think deep in your mind right now, of all your football knowledge, and I want you to picture the two wide receivers out there on every single NFL team. Now, you probably can't do it a lot. To me, it got because I was like a Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons, pretty promising going forward. Last year, it could have been like a Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Bay, right. So we have a good idea of what a two receiver is. My issue right now with what Duraco said is the fact that he counted Chris Conley as a two-receiver. Now, yes, from a yardage standpoint, from a stat standpoint, he was probably the second-best receiver on that team. I get that. But you don't take your second-best receiver out in the red zone. Nobody does that. Okay, So to me, Chris Conley, with all due respect to him, wasn't really his fault. I think it was more of John Filippo's play calling. But Conley was never the true two-receiver because in the red zone, he was he he was non existent. Yeah, they which was a, was a head scratcher.
1: And by the way, I will say Conley in his career has been and came here as a three receiver. Correct. You know, that was part of the pitch was like, Hey, we think he's maybe one of the best three receivers in the game. Yeah. He's like borderline two guy. Yep. And that was kind of why they brought him over. That's why Nick Foles wanted him over from my understanding of it. So to your point, that's a good point. I mean, he's really been more of a three receiver, even if his numbers showed he emerged more as the second option. Exactly.
2: See, so to me, it's all about D.D. Westbrook is still the two guy going forward. I think the writing's on the wall here where he's going to be slated as a number two receiver. Now, what he does with that, we'll see. But I
1: think right now, he's already the two receiver. All right. So what would you say about the Jags? Yeah. From a bold prediction standpoint, I got three of them, Brent. Three bold I predictions. Ha- I
2: have three farm fresh, organic, certified trade, fresh takes, <laughs> fresh, bold predictions. I almost, s- almost a little bit too
1: ripe to even ingest right wow. now. Wow. I did just wore a steak you. again last night, It was unbelievable. <laughs> so you got me thinking of it. Mouse watering right now. I'm going to have seconds tonight. Did you go to that New York trip? What did you get? Uh, it's just, uh, top sirloin. All right, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Top sirloin, it's been man. Working. Do what you gotta do, Put man. a little, uh, uh, Key West seasoning on there. Okay. I always so use like, don't even know what the heck's in it. Don't know what that even means. Yeah. I always use, like, the, the salt Probably lick. some
2: herbs. Yeah. I use the salt lick from, uh, Texas. The Austin, Texas okay. salt lick. I have some salt lick seasoning. I might use. have to try it. Oh. I want to try oh. some oh. more. Chef's kiss. Well, let me know. I'll give you some stuff. All right. All right. Cool, cool.
1: So you're give ready here. Your three farm fresh. Can your stomach handle three of them? Can, can your stomach
2: handle three it of them can. right now? It can. Just, all right. Check this out. Training camp prediction number one. The Jaguars are going to use and keep a fullback.
1: Okay. I mean, is that bold? Or not? Is, that, is that bold? Hey, don't worry. I got more. No, that's good. Yeah. Because check. tradition – actually, that is pretty bold. One, right. they've got one on the roster. Yep. And two, Gruden doesn't always feature that. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. This next one,
2: you might want to stand up for this one, okay? And don't worry, those goosebumps are gonna go away. Shaq Quarterman, <laughs> Shaq Quarterman is gonna be your starting strong side linebacker I in training camp. That. Did you, you really? Say that. I thought we're on the same that. page, Brett. We're mind melting. I like it, man. Yes, sir. So here's what I think about this, right? We're not sure what the defense is going to look like this year. We're not sure if they're going to go more of a 3-4 or 4-3 look. Regardless of that, I'm going to expect that it's going to be more of last year's defense with a couple wrinkles mixed in. If you look at a strong side linebacker right now, it's a guy that obviously plays maybe 20 to 30% of the reps. Right now, I think you make an argument that probably Leon Jacobs would be the starting Sam or the starting side linebacker. I think Shaq Quarterman... Obviously, more of a Mike linebacker, but I think he has a tenacity. I think he plays with the smarts, number one, but number two, he's got that dog in him, right? And you want that dog, especially in the AFC South, when you got to stop the run, when you line up on the strong side. I think Shaq Quarterman has that dog and, more importantly, the size in order to do that. So I think Shaq Quarterman is going to be your strong side linebacker. Number three. You ready for this one? Lavisca Chanel. Squats over 550. Okay,
1: and when you <laughs> oh, okay, do that, that's not the... No, no,
2: <laughs> My, when I was we, like, why are you taking us to the weight room? To, when we talk to Milo, he's gonna report that Chanel is a strong guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. So check this yes, out. So, so Lavisca Chanel squats over 550. Okay, and when you squat over 550 and you play wide receiver, guess what you got? You got some ham hocks, right? You got some legs, all right? You have a chassis. You have to have it. So with that being said, and I've never went on his social media. I don't really know LaVisca Chenault. Never watched an interview with him. Don't know his personality. Just going off of his squat numbers, I think that LaVisca Chenault will rock a pair of shorter shorts and then Gardner Minshew will in training camp.
1: Wow. Put it on the books right now. Bold prediction or locks of the year? I don't know, but that could really alter the chemistry on the football team if <laughs> it happens.
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> locks of the year. Don't even call them bold prediction. I'm calling them locks of the year right now, Brett. Shorter shorts and
1: Gardner Minshew. All right. I got, I got three. I'll go three. I'll All add right. one more in. I like it. My first one that I thought of. Yeah. Is by Labor Day. Okay. So give a couple weeks of camp and all that stuff. Yeah. Here comes that Labor Day prediction again. Cam Robinson's play and the narrative coming out of there will be, I might want to keep this guy around a couple more years.
2: Are we talking a new contract? Well, no, he won't oh, get it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm okay, just okay, saying okay, the narrative. Okay. No, you're not going to give it to him. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, dang, But the man. narrative now is gotcha. hanging on.
1: Probably should have addressed it in the in the draft fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mike, he's going to come in here, mm-hmm. and he's going to look good early. I got you. is, hey, is my camera. I'm,
2: I'm with you right now. I'm at the farmer's market. I got my duffel bag, <laughs> and I just put <laughs> it in there. I like that. Bag. I like it, man. All
1: right. You ready for this one? I don't know. He's supposed to be bold. Okay, let's get it. Jan shows up at some point.
0: Shows in up on the camp.
1: F- on the field or just in the building? Well, either way would be, I think, okay, a win. Because okay. I, I think most people say the earliest he would show up. Oh, season. Would be the week of the season. Sure. Right? Like the Sunday prior or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm going to say he shows up prior to that.
0: Dang.
2: Okay, that, that's bold. That's as bold as they come right there. That is there. probably as bold that. as
1: you get. I like that. That's okay. what you've been asked to do. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that's your job right now. In the meantime, oh, wow. one of the stars of the pass-rushing group mm-hmm. will be the rebirth okay. of Aaron Lynch. Okay. Buried on the depth chart. It's coming from Chicago. A Trent bulky guy. Yeah. Brings him over. Sure. And we'll have a resurgence. And we'll be talking about Aaron Lynch as being Dang. part of this rotation. Yeah. Because they actually... With Jan, that was some lightning out there. Uh, with Jan, not if you're not planning on Jan being here. Yeah, they need somebody as a third wheel to emerge. Absolutely, right. You've got Josh Allen. You've yep. got Caleb on Chase on as a body now. That hasn't proven a dang thing other than that he can put together a pretty good branding video in his workouts. <laughs> sure. But Aaron Lynch could find himself in a like in, in a rotational spot of some sort. Okay. Kind of the star of camp, one of the stars of camp on the defensive side.
2: Absolutely, season. and definitely a guy who's definitely under noted right now, right? Because like when you get lost with the the, the Chase ons and the Josh Allens, you don't talk about the depth and keep in mind depth is so important in terms of especially edge rushing
1: and maybe more important this year. I could, so, absolutely, uh, I like I think, it. I think there'll be more. I think that's a guy you know people have gone to sleep on and in. in one of the signings, but one of those subtle signings that could pay off for the Jacksville Jaguars. So those are my three predictions. I like it, man. Uh, bold three predictions. bold predictions, by the way. And the boldest of all would probably be Yon showing up. Absolutely. Uh, That's about as far as a lim- out on the limb as you can go right now. I like it. Uh, I respect so, it. Anyway, those are both predictions. Good Take stuff, no DSPN, Iris. Yeah, exactly, man. You want some boldness? Come holler at us. We got you. See, what what um, happens when you go with predictions mm-hmm. is we get caught up, and I do this. Uh, I'm wanting to be right. Sure. Well, sometimes you gotta let the hair down. <laughs> You're doing a great job of that right now. With that, and, and, <laughs> with that stuff, and, you gotta talk. Let it go, man. You gotta let it go and see what one of these underdog stories happens.
2: Sometimes you gotta risk it for the biscuit.
1: Sometimes right? you've gotta see who will shorter. Jean shirt, shorts, <laughs> Minshew, Lavisca,
2: hey, Chanel, hey, hey. or Austin Lane I, I, today. Hey, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, I didn't say jean shorts. I said pra- <laughs> the practice shorts. Like on the field, first day of practice, we're on the field. Brent, you're, if you're going to be there at that first practice, your job is to get me a screenshot of Lavisca Chenault, standing next to Gardner Minshew. I want you to go, hey guys, let's get a group picture together, huh? And I want you and know and then Gardner Minshew, have them up next to each other and snap the picture. And I, once again,
1: six I, feet apart I, though.
2: Of course, six feet apart. Thank you very much. It was nicely put there. Once mode. I don't know who Chenault is as a person. Never talked to the guy. Don't know his style. Haven't really seen a lot of pictures of him, and I don't follow him on social media. But I just think, man, if you squat 550 pounds and you're a wide receiver, how could you not show off your ham hocks? You got to do it.
1: Uh, A couple of quick uh, notes uh, from the opt-out phase. Derek Funchess also. Devin. I'm Derek Devin Funch. You Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Opting out for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's and huge. if you thought the draft was bad and picking a quarterback and Jordan Long, Aaron Rodgers, well, now one of your really only two <laughs> options are gone at
2: wide receiver. Uh, what, do you, you know, like the, that Will Smith meme from The Fresh Prince where he's standing. You know, he's the, the yeah. Dude, That's Aaron Rodgers right now. Can somebody come help that man on the offensive side of the ball?
1: Thanks for, uh, thank you for Devontae Adams, still, yeah, at least. For sure. Uh, the other opt outs, by the way, among them, Hightower and Chung from New England. They have actually six players. Bears opting out, uh, Eddie Goldman uh, for the Chicago Bears, uh, Pierce for the Minnesota Vikings, a big guy that uh, knows tackle, signed a three-year, $27 million deal. So those are some of the opt-outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major League Baseball, the big news, uh, they're still playing games with the Marlins or not. They won't play until next Monday. Uh, that national series has also been canceled. Phillies will not play until the weekend. And since the Yankees... And Phillies were supposed to play each other. And since the Orioles were supposed to play the Marlins, well, now the MLB has shifted the schedule and it will be the Orioles and Yankees in the next couple of days. So they've made some adjustments uh, to that schedule as it fits right now. And by the way, the Washington Nationals, who voted to say, hey, we don't want to go down to Miami, they are not going to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, get some good BP in because uh, no playing for the Washington Nationals over the weekend as the MLB tries to figure this thing out. You know, we didn't get to this, but real quick thought ties the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball. How about Patrick Mahomes, and now part owner of the Kansas City Royals? Man, well,
2: listen, if you get paid $500 million, I'm pretty much tied to that city as well. I mean, if Omaha wants to give me $100 million, guess what, Omaha? I'm coming to you ASAP, and now I'm I'm all over that city. I'm
1: Team Omaha all day, so I get it. Yeah, I do, too. You're kind of pot kind of committed. I brought this up earlier in the show, and we didn't get to it, so let's hang on to it for tomorrow. Yeah. But can you think of another – this is homework assignment, folks, for tomorrow. I like it. Can you think of another athlete that has, in such a short time, married himself to a city like now Mahomes has? It's a good question. With his play with the Chiefs organization, with the contract that will keep him there for over a decade, and now with the purchase of part of the baseball team. I like it. Anybody else come to mind? Think about it overnight. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Have a good night. It's raining out there. Drive safe, everybody.
2: America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.